0: Father, you are the King of glory and there is no one like you. So we bless you for your goodness and your grace toward us. Thank you for the fresh outpouring of your anointing upon our life. And this morning as we continue in your presence, we say speak Lord, for we are servants here. So we say speak Lord, for we your servants here. Bless us Lord today. We ask in Jesus' name, bless your people, bless our children as they go to Sunday School speak to them, minister to them. Bless us as we gather around Your word today, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody say, Amen. And Amen, Amen. 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 Thank you for worshiping you. Our Sunday School may be, Amen. And God bless you, Amen. We pray that you have a blessed time together, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. decided to give us a surprise today. Amen. Uh, but we had a surprise for it. Amen. 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 Thank the Lord for generators. Amen? amen. So we can still continue. Unfortunately, the aircon will run off the generators. Amen. So it's, a, it's just, it's just a, a taste of what we've been missing the whole summer. So we want to let you know how hot it gets in church. Amen. Okay. amen.
1: Spiritually and physically. <laughs> Amen. 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 Bless the Lord. Amen. we glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I
0: started off the series last week and I spoke on the theme called Advance. Amen. And uh, I want to make that statement again and I'm going to call it Advance 2. Amen. So, I want you to understand that this is a word that the Lord gave us during our fast, at the start of our fast, is um, On this, uh, on the day that we started off our fast, the Lord gave us a word that it is a season to advance. Amen. It's a season to move forward. So advance means to move forward, to be established in what God has installed for us. And I believe this is not just a word for the church, but this is a word for each one of you. It's so each one of you, each, each family, each household, amen. You cannot keep doing the same things and going around the same mountain, dealing with the same challenges over and over again. They, 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 they say the height of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's a height of insanity. But there's no insane people here. Amen? There are people that are saying, God, there must be something greater for us in the future. Amen? And so, yeah, we we, we want to get you to the word of the Lord that says it is time to advance. Now, use the word advance. I don't say we're going to advance. I'm not saying we're advancing. I'm saying advance. It's almost as if, if you understand a military term, there is a military term that they use when the, when the army or the, uh, is getting ready to go into battle, is ready to take on a new territory, they, the, the commander will give the instruction advance. At the time he gives the instruction, it's no longer a question in the mind of the soldier that is being instructed whether he should move or not move. He, does, he, he already knows what the instruction requires and demands of him. And thirdly, it also confirms that the instruction is basically, once it is fulfilled, it will be able to accomplish what it was said to do. So you've got to understand, today we are making the statement, it's time to advance. Amen? Tell your neighbor, advance. advance. That means you've been prepared for this moment. And in that part of being prepared for that moment, you've got to understand now it's the time to start moving forward. That means make progress. Succeed. Be established. That this is a part of understanding that in every sphere of our lives, it's God's intention for us to advance. Now, I made this statement as I closed off last week. I said, every, anyone that comes under the covering and the spiritual influence will benefit from that which is within. I made this statement. Anyone that comes under the covering and the spiritual influence of this house will benefit from the grace that is in the house. Amen. In other words, the Bible says it like this, the anointing that you respect and you honor will be an anointing that works for you. Amen. So this is a challenge to each one of us. But in advancing, there are some spiritual laws. There are some irrefutable and powerful spiritual laws that have to be adhered to. And when we adhere to those spiritual laws, we see the breakthrough that God intended. Amen. Now, when you look at it, I want to make a statement today that growth and advancement in the kingdom must be intentional. That means it must be deliberate. You must have made up your mind that it is time to move forward. Amen. So, growth... Say this with me, growth and advancement in the kingdom is intentional. That means it doesn't just happen. If this doesn't take place, anything that is worth any value to you has to be as a result of an intentional action. Amen. So there must be an intentional action. That means there's no assumption in the kingdom it's intentional. Laws in the kingdom, spiritual laws in the kingdom are powerful and they will be able to influence your life if you would understand it. The only growth that in our lives that is automatic is biological growth. That means yesterday. You know, you got your before and after pictures. That's the biological growth I'm talking about, right? There's that growth that is taking place all the time. But every other growth must be as a result of an intentional action, amen? It is growth and progress that will bring fulfillment even in your life. Go with me to 1 John. And I'm going to start there today and and deal with some of the irrefutable laws for advancement. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, That which was from the beginning, which you have heard, which you have seen with your eyes, which you have looked upon, and your hands have handled, the word of life. For the life was manifested, we have seen it. We bear witness of it. We show, to show unto that eternal light, which was the Father has manifested to us. Verse 3, it says, That which we have seen, heard, we declare to you, that you also may fellowship with us. Truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus. And he says, I write these things that your joy may be filled. Verse one, it says what we have heard, what we have seen, what we have handled with our hands, the word of life. He says now, he says, consider these things, speak of these things, declare these things. What you have seen, what you have heard, And what you have handled. That means, in the the process of you moving forward in your life, the things that you have seen, you cannot ignore. The things that you have heard, you cannot ignore. That means the instructions of the Lord. I'm not talking about the negative words people have spoken. I'm talking about those things that you have seen, how God has moved. In your life the things that you have heard of what god has spoken over your life the prophetic words that have been released over your life the things that you have handled that means you have physically seen the workings of the lord in your life If you have seen the workings of the lord and the goodness of the lord the bible says you have a responsibility now to declare it now to release it amen so this is a very very important part if you're going to move forward You've got to focus on the things you've heard, seen, and handled. That means part of the very systemic nature and character of God is that the more you know God, is the more your life begins to change. That's part of the character of God. It it, it is sometimes the more you begin to get to know somebody, that person must so positively influence your life that you become changed as a result of the encounter. Part of being a believer and a Christian in the church of Jesus Christ is your encounter with Jesus Christ must make you better. Amen? Your encounter with Jesus Christ should make your outlook on life be better. Make your choices in life be better. Make the things that you do in life better. Amen? Amen? But you've got to understand it is about you, understanding why God has revealed himself to you. So the first law of advancement is the law of vision. Say the law of vision. Okay, In Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 11-12 it goes on where God gives a mandate to Jeremiah on what he should be able to do. Now, I want to make a, a few statements here. Jeremiah felt inadequate for the assignment that God gave to you. He says, I cannot speak. Yeah. One of the things that is hard is that if you're a prophet, your gift is released through your mouth and through your ability to communicate. And so God says, I've anointed you to be a prophet. And then Jeremiah comes to him and says, but I cannot speak. Now this is the challenge. Many times, the thing that is attacked most in your life is a very close indicator to what God has challenged you to do. That means the enemy attacks the thing that will become the conduit through which God will express his very nature and his essence and his being and his grace through your life. That means, your, uh, Jeremiah, in Jeremiah's place, it was his speech that was affected. And God was saying to him, I've anointed you to be a prophet. And so the things in our lives, some of us, there are things in your life, you can identify it. The things that God has assigned you to do will come under the greatest attack. Your Sometimes your commitment to church comes under greatest attack. Because God has got a, a, a blessing connected with your connection to the house of God. And so what the enemy will do is he will fight that in your life. Sometimes there are some things that the, the Lord has for you that you can be an encourager to other people. But the challenge that comes your way is that you're always in need of encouragement.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you ever You've got to understand that the enemy will try to stifle the gifting. Some of us that that, that God has called to use to be a blessing within the body of Christ, we go through other challenges in our lives that stops us from being involved in anything that is part of the body of Christ. So I'm here to say to you today, you've got to come like Jeremiah. And Jeremiah says, oh Lord, I cannot speak. And the Lord says, I'm going to stretch forth my hand i'm going to touch your mouth and you are going to be able to speak i want you to understand god will release you from any attack of the enemy against your life that this morning i declare decree and declare that the enemy has no hold over your life the, the plans and the purposes of god concerning your life concerning your future concerning your family concerning your home will be accomplished, amen, yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Because God doesn't show you something that you cannot achieve. Yeah. That means the law of vision is connected with sight, amen. This is an important part. So there's a relationship between speed and vision. Yeah, me? There's a relationship between speed and vision. The moment you see something, you will be compelled with speed in your life to be able to accomplish it. You know, you, you know, it is like uh, if you if you see something that you always wanted, you when you when it comes within the grasp of your sight and you be able to see it in, in, in a distance, you start to run. It's like your child that when the child sees the mother or their father, as the the, the child sees the mother and the father, it doesn't wait anymore, it runs. The baby runs because they come within the audience, within the sight pattern of the child. As long as the parent is not there, the child will stand looking around. But the moment the child comes within eyesight, Immediately, the child starts to run. So there is something about sight that encourages speed even in our lives. I want to say to you today, when you get a grasp of the vision of God for your life, all of a sudden you're going to start to make moves that will be quick and accelerated. You're not going to begin to be in doubt. You're not going to be in question. When you know it's within your grasp, all of a sudden there's an energy. There's energy that comes on the inside of you and you are starting to move forward. Amen. Because you see clearly, there will be strength from God to fulfill the vision of God for your life. Genesis chapter 30 verses 14 and 15. Abraham and Lot are journeying together. In, in, in Genesis chapter 30, we'll see how Abraham and Lot have journeyed together. God's instruction to Abraham has come out from your father's house and from your country. Abraham obeys God, but he brings in a, a guarantee. He brings in a crutch in the form of Lot. He brings in, God said to him, leave your father's house. That means everything that was connected to that, he was supposed to leave. There are some of you that are here today that God is saying to you to leave the place that you're in. And some of it may mean leave some associations. If you're going to come into your breakthrough, if you're going to come into what God has with you, you've got to leave certain things where it belongs. Don't bring it with you and your neighbor don't bring it with you. They know what it is. You can't take into the future some things that belong in the past. Amen? You can't take your past relationships into your future. You've got to understand that it is something new. So you've got to understand So God says to Abraham, uh, you you know, come out of the the land of your father. And he comes and and he's got Lot with him. But there comes a place where there's a contention between the servants. It's not between Lot and, and Abraham. It's amongst the servants. There was a contention and they were fighting each other. I'm here to say to you sometimes, God will begin to stir up some things to make some relationships uncomfortable. Sometimes you are questioning why some people cannot go with you to where you're going to. Because in their heart, they may be physically with you, but their hearts are not connected to your destiny.
2: Come on.
0: Hear me this morning. There are some people that are not connected to your heart where God is taking you to. Amen. And so he he comes in and there's a contention and the Lord speaks to Abraham and Abraham says, I think it is good for us to go our separate ways. And I'm paraphrasing now. He says, I think it's good for us to go our separate ways and I'll give you the first choice.
1: You choose.
0: Remember, Lot is a silent beneficiary of a blessing that's on Abraham. That means there are some people, you, you heard the term um, riding on somebody's coattail? That term? It means somebody is trying to get ahead because of their connection with somebody else. Yeah. So Lot was basically doing that. He was riding on the coattail of, of Abraham. That means he was benefiting some things just because of his association with Abraham and it wasn't about Lot. But Lot, you know, sometimes there are some people that think, hey, I'm really the the core reason you bless. Until they start to find, when you disconnect from them, they start to understand that you were really the grace carrier. I want you to understand, discern for yourself, discern for your home, discern for your family. That means there are some things that belong to your peace and your breakthrough. And that sometimes your connection with the people that God has placed in your life ensures breakthroughs in other areas of your life. You've got to determine this today, that there are people in your life that are grace carriers in your life. And if you break off that connection, you will break off the channel of blessing and favor that is coming your way. See, you haven't come to that place. You've got to come to that place where you recognize that God has placed a grace carrier in my life. And until I understand that my destiny is locked up in my relationship with that individual, you won't understand it. You see, for Lot, it was easy to disconnect from Abraham because he thought he was doing it on his own. Until the point that there is a disconnection. So so, so Abraham, in, in, in Genesis 13, verses 14 and 15, he comes to him and he says to him, Let there not be a struggle between us. Go here. You choose first. We need to separate for the sake of our servants. I mean, but you choose
2: the direction
0: you want to go. And the Bible said that Lot looked with his eyes. And he saw the land that looked fertile. He looked at the land that was immediately in front of him. And he said, this is fertile ground. And the Bible says, and Lot said, he would choose the opposite direction for him. There's going to come a time where there has to be a separation between Abraham and Lot. And so, Abraham, I mean, Abraham could see clearly the intentions that was always in the heart of Lot. Lot was always interested in looking at the best for himself. You know, there are some people that are with you, but they're not with you for you. They're with you for what they can get. Lot is that person. Lot is the person that's with with Abraham, but imagine, he could have said, Hey Abraham, the reason I'm here is because of you, And you uh, and, and, and I want you to give you the first choice. He said, No, 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 he took the first choice. You see, you've got to understand the lots in your life. They will always want the best. You're going, you're going to eat the chicken, they will choose all the best parts first. They don't care about you. Yeah. Yeah. When they're going for the Magenthali and eating the bunny together, they're looking for the molar bone. They're looking for the bone that has the best meat. And they take all the pieces of meat. Have you ever shared a bunny with some people? I learned you know, very, very quickly that there are some people you don't share food with. <laughs> There's some people that take the food and they put it on one side, they put all the meat on one side and then eat the dead portion. So you have to be careful who you're sharing bunny with. Because maybe maybe that's a new test. You want to discern the lot in your life? Break (laughs) bunny. And see how they eat. Because when they when they take the best, then you know that's a lot. (laughs) <laughs> i'm going to give them i'm going to give them the, you, you've got to find you've got to understand there are some people that always wants the best when they're around you they want the best but when you're with them and there's now their time to pay mm-hmm. always, they take you to achieve hey, this whatever you know spurs having a special breakfast. You know. But if it's you say, hey, let's go out, a hey, let's go out to set a Because you pay. Right? So so you got to decide. But look at it. This is what the Bible says that Lot chose first. He chose that which was immediately gratifying, immediately available. But when God speaks to Abraham, he says to him, now that you've separated, look to the east, look to the west, look to the north, look to the south. He says, as far as your eyes can see. You see, there's a a difference when there's a vision connected to your life. When there is a vision and a destiny connected to your life. Lot was able to see what is immediately in front of him. But when it came to Abraham, God said to him, As far as your eyes can see. Yeah. you I, I want you to see, understand something. If you are standing in a high place, he says the furthest horizon yeah. that you can see. It, Lot was looking at the land that was immediately in front of him. You see, people with vision don't look just in front of them. They look at what is still to come. It may look a little bit rocky on that path. It may look a little bit hilly on that path. But the Bible is saying to us that all of the land that you can see. I'm here to say to you as far as your eyes can see. God will give it to you. And then he comes later in the New Testament and he says, I want you to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can think, ask, or even imagine. I'm here to say to you, God's about to blow your mind if you will begin to uh, grab a hold of the vision of the Lord. You, you, you see, in the vision, the vision is just a seed; It's not the entire thing. It's just a vision if you uh, understand the people that first invented motor vehicles and, and, and the people that started companies like Ford and, and, and all, all of those companies, when they started off, they were thinking about the, the Ford Ranger that you're going to be driving today. But in their, in the vision that God gave them to start up the company is the vehicles that are coming today. Is the electric vehicles that have never been even in their minds before? It's the diesel engines and, and the turbos that were, that was not even in the first creations. But it was in seed form. I'm here to say to you that the vision is seed. If you have a vision for a business, it's a seed. It's not the entire thing. That means there's more that must be connected to it. And I want you to understand, how are you discovering the more? And the seed is as good as you make use of it, and you don't abuse it, and you don't eat it. The problem is, we eat our seed. How do you do it? God gives you a vision for a business. He gives you a business idea. And all of a sudden, as soon as you start the, the business, then you have to drive the best. Huh? Yeah. You have to live in the best house. You have to buy the most expensive. Now you're no longer buying. You're no longer buying the no-name brands and the Hong Kong brands. You know, you're not thinking it's any way. It. You're buying bougie. And you're buying Amani. Is it? Not the fake ones. But immediately, you didn't even start this. It just came as an idea. And what has happened? You're eating your seed. And the seed doesn't last. Because you ate it before it can really produce. A good farmer understands that out of every harvest, there are seed for the next harvest. There are those that has to be traded, and then there's uh, the third element that is there for their consumption. A good farmer doesn't eat all of his harvest. He understands that in his harvest, there are things that is for the future. There are things for the now. There are things that will trade to make him more financially viable. I want you to understand, in your life, has the vision produced resources in your life. Because the vision comes with its own resources,
1: yeah.
0: you got to discern this. Thing. So the Lord says to us, and like he said to, to Abraham, look as far as your eyes can see. Vision is a cl- clear picture of the next level for your life. Amen? But vision is connected to motion. In the motion, in the movement, there is provision for your vision. Amen. In the movement, in the motion, there is provision for the vision. Amen? That means sight must produce movement. You cannot see something and stand still. Yeah. The only time you see something and you stand still is when fear And I'm here to say to you that the hand of the Lord is continuously over your life. Let me share this with you. When George was small, the Lord gave me a word, and and I shared this with you all before, and, and the word that the Lord said to me, he will be, you know, and, and be, we used to be the kind, and, and, and and when we driving in the car uh, uh, to fetch his mom, uh, I, I would say, you know, he he's a baby. He's like six months. He's he's it you know in the car seat in the back, and and we and, and we talking and and how be teaching him? That's the only way to educate while I'm driving. So I used to do that. I should practice my sermons I mean, before I come to jail in church. even. So and then I'm, I I I would make a statement and say, I want to hand over. To doctor, professor, pastor. Joe Ashley, like that. And then you we know, hit the drumbeat on the steering wheel and then he'll stop. But he'll remember a whole lot of stuff. Right? But the Lord said to me in my spirit, this is part of the vision for his life. So every time I said it, it wasn't a jest. It wasn't something I just said in. Of this to say something. But I started to prophetically speak over his life, over his destiny, even at that age. Now, we were must he must have been about a year and a half, two years old, and we went for a family gathering. I
1: think it was one
0: of your family's uh, birthdays, and it at Mitchell Park. They had it the at Mitchell Park and they had the the, 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 the birthday at Mitchell Park and all the children were playing, and there were children on the swings, and they, they were playing on the jungle gym, and all of those things, and he was running about. And he was running where they were playing on the swings. And then one of Annie's cousins, the Bruyenne. Bruyenne was on, on the swing, and she was swinging on the swing, and he walks. The swing is up like this, and the swing is coming down. And he was right there in the, I ran, not thinking about anything. I ran, I picked him up, and I continued running. And she came down on the swing. And the moment she came down on the swing, you know, you started with your feet, and she was crying. Now, in a situation like that, you know, if a wooden swing hit you, and he was short enough to break, it came in his head or in his neck. Right? But the plan of God for his life was not going to be stopped by a swing There are some things in your life that is a vision in your life. There are some obstacles that has been knocking against you. But it's not going to deter the plan of God for your life. So I want you to understand this. When there is a vision and a plan of God for your life, the only thing that can derail the plan of God for your life is you walking out of the plan of God knowingly. You see, he wasn't at an age where he knowingly was saying, I'm going to end my life today. I'm going to stand in front of the screen. Oh Right? <laughs> But I want you to understand today that God's got a plan for your life. I understand. There has been, there was a season in my life, I started ministry and I was listening. And there was a season in my life, I had accident after accident in a matter of two years. In a matter of two years, I had about over three or four accidents. The one accident I was with my sisters in the car, I slipped off the road, I ended up in somebody's garden wall, and we all walked out of the house. The car was smashed completely, turned over, flipped over on the garden wall. That uncle was fighting for his worry, well, not worried for We all got out of the car and, uh, and we walked home. There were several other accidents. I was in an accident in a police vehicle. I was taking someone to Ria, And as I'm taking the guys to the, the Ria, we're there by escort, on the back roads of escort. And, and I, I was driving quite fast. I'll say it now. The investigation's over. I was driving quite fast. And all of a sudden, I had a blowout on the right front tire of the vehicle. It was an oval Astra, you know, the two-liter. IS. I was driving it. The, the front tire there was, a, there was a there was a blowout running, and the car started to pull towards going off the road. So I pulled the vehicle with, with the steering. I pulled. It. I'm, I'm pulling the steering to bring the car back onto the road. As I bring it back onto the road, the other tires burst, and the car just blew up in the air and it rolled and it rolled and it rolled. And it rolled until it came right next to a power box, a electricity power box, and it stopped right there. I got out of the vehicle. It was me, another social worker, and the guy that was going to react in the back seat. We got out of the vehicle, all three of us. The police, you know, if you want to an accident, with a state vehicle, you have to wait for the senior officer. So I had to wait, ambulance and everything there. Hacks on my head. Nothing else. Just cuts. All over. The other guy had a cut on his hand. The guy in the back, he got rehabilitated. (laughs) He stopped drinking from that. Right? We walked away from this accident. The vehicle was smashed on all sides of the vehicle. It was smashed the front back, to the, top, the sides, it was just smashed. Mm-hmm. They couldn't understand how all three of us walked out of the vehicle. I jumped in the vehicle. Annie and I were, we were parking at that time. I jumped in the vehicle. It broke, back, it broke us back to the atmosphere. I came back to the atmosphere. I jumped in my car. I came to see her Because I was pulling up on the hospital, and I came to see her with bad the <laughs> But the Lord my my I'm not talking about breakfast behavior. I'm talking about the fact that there's a plan and a destiny that has to slowly fulfill. This I'm talking about is over 28 years, 29 years ago. God's hand. So I'm here to say to you, when God gives you a vision, He gives you sight. Amen? And He gives you the provision for the vision. As powerful as the vision is, it does not profit you if it just remains a vision. If it's just a good idea and it doesn't evolve to anything more than a good idea, it's not going to be of any benefit to you. So I'm here to say to you today, the vision requires motion, movement, to begin to move forward. Remain until your vision becomes part of your daily task. Amen. And it doesn't, until your vision moves from just being an idea to be part of something that you work on daily, it will remain a dream and an idea. It's not gonna be anything more than that. So I want you to get to that place. So remember the law of vision. That God has desired for you to be able to see more than we are seeing right now. God has more in store for you. I'm praying today that God will begin to give you not just a vision, but He will give you the now the grace to start moving. Forward. Many of you got many plans for your life. The Bible says, "Many are the plans of man's heart." but it is the will of the Lord that will be established. I'm here to say to you today, it's good to have good ideas, but it's better to have a God idea. Because when the, the God idea comes with divine provisions, divine enablement, divine resources, to be able to fulfill. I'm here to say to you today, I believe many of you that are here today, God is saying to you, it's time to move forward. He's given you the blueprint. He's given you the plan. He's given you the vision. He's given you the idea. Now it's about to begin to execute that plan, that vision that the Lord has given you. Don't stay stagnant. It's okay to maintain what you have. Sometimes you may feel, this is all that I need to have. People with that are driven by vision, they will not settle. If you go and watch, Um, you know, movies such as, or or documentaries about people like Steve Jobs and others, that have even the guy that came up with the McDonald's idea and whatever, all of those people, they were not people that just said, I have an idea and I'm going to sit down. They worked at it. Was there failures? Yes, they were. Were were there times that there were setbacks? Yes, they were. But they still continued until they saw the fulfillment of it. I'm here to say to you today, Today, you can go around the corner and you can have McDonald's. But there was someone that developed the idea in America, and there's McDonald's all over. I don't even know. Colonel Saunders is not even a real term. But he came up with a chicken recipe that everywhere in the world, you can eat McDonald's. or oh, KFC. The only thing in India, the KFC is a little bit spicy. Yeah, you don't get greedy, you get gone. <laughs> but it is still KFC. Right? So I want you to understand there are things in our lives that God may give you an idea and it may birth out as a seeding, but I can tell you it can birth out into something greater. Because there is, in the seed, there is so much more Potential. I'm here to say to you, how are you handling the vision that God has given for your life? Have you written it down? Have you have have you committed to it? Are you prepared to sacrifice for your vision? If you're not prepared to pay the price for it, don't expect to leave rewards. Some of you are reaping rewards before you even enjoy any sacrifice. Yes, you went to to school, and yes, you went to university, and yes, you are studying. but what are you working at? Yes, you are in a job right now, but is this all the job that God has for you? You've got to start to step. Understand that God will work with you as long as you are working on the vision that God has given for your life. So there is a great vision ahead of us. Why am I saying this to us as as us as ourselves, the family of God? Because I believe there's so much of the potential that is sitting there in this room right now. But we are sometimes scratching the surface of what God has doing. How are you preparing to fulfill the vision that God has for your life? No one can steal until you surrender. Amen. No one can taste what God has already placed in your heart. Let's just bow our heads together. We bless you. I want to make this statement to you. There's a difference between a wish and a goal. A wish is a desire with no responsibility and no commitment to it. A goal is a strong desire that is backed up with a willingness to commit everything under God to help fulfill that goal. Difference between a wish and a goal. A wish no commitment, no accountability, no responsibility. The goal, strong desire, strong commitment, a strong commitment to ensuring the fulfillment. Father, I bring your sons and daughters to you today. If you've given us the power to dream it, you will give us the ability to achieve it. So today over the lives of your sons and daughters that we will not just be dreamers, but we will be people, sons and daughters that walk into the vision, walk into the plan, walk into the fulfillment of what you have for us. So I pray like you, like your servant Elijah prayed for God, his servant Kahazim. Open up his eyes. That they may see. I pray open up the eyes of your sons and daughters. That they would see all that you have in store for them. Not only that father that you would reveal your plans. May they have an encounter like Abraham had. As far as the eyes can see. Lord I thank you. That there is a stretching for there is a breaking point. Father, I pray for those that are sitting here and saying, God, there's more for my life. There's more that I can do with the skills, the giftings, and the talents that God has given me. You, sir. Today, if you are in this church and you know God has given you a vision for your life, You may be working a job right now, but God is saying to you, there's so much more I want to do through. And you say, God, I want to surrender this vision to you. Help me to achieve it. You just raise your hands where you are. Raise your hands right where you are. If you believe God has said, I've given you something in your hand, but there's more that is in it. Lord, help me to nurture the seed. Help me to develop this so that it can become all that you have in store. So, Father, I bring your sons and your daughters to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless them. I bless them for what you have already done and what you are continuing to do. So now, Lord, I pray, let the seed germinate. Let the vision grow. Let them get a hold of them. Let them be able to pay the price. Make the sacrifice. To see the fulfillment of every promise that you have for their lives. And I pray today that the dream and the vision that you have given them will not die. But it will accomplish. And it will bear much fruit. In the name of Jesus. In the
1: name of Jesus. Amen and amen, amen, amen.